adjusting my mic volume so Margaret doesn't have to do as much work. Thank you. I turned my mic all the way up, honestly. Okay, well, I had my mic turned all the way up for the dinosaur. What are you fucking around with? It's my fidget cube. What? Okay. <laughs> it just sounds really weird. It's the little clicky lever switch. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's fidgeting with fidget cube time. Okay. Welcome to fidget cube time. <laughs> Welcome to fidget cube time. I'm fidgeting. <laughs> okay. That's really distracting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna put it away. <laughs> <laughs> then you can click it as much as you want okay here we go i'm gonna just click the fuck out of this thing get get all the clicks out okay get all your clicks out get all them clicks out are you ready to start hang on hang on i'm still clicking okay she's clicking i've had quite a day okay anyway this is bonus experience hi we're bonus experience yeah we are i'm monica i'm ray i'm the resident industry professional actually to be honest by this point so are you. I kind of am, yeah. I've yeah, yeah. had some working, work now, yeah. Working for me. I'm semi-professional. Yeah. I like being uh, unprofessional, though. I gotta... I mean, you can continue to be unprofessional <laughs> if you want to be. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the industry unprofessional professional. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, and we are a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We're... What else are... We're queer women speaking with authority yes. about games. Okay. Yes, we are. Also, we swear... Die mad about it. Die mad about it. Right. Uh, you know, that was great. As always, yeah, it was, it was good. That was perfect. <laughs> Flawless. We've, we nailed it. Um, We're getting really good at this. Uh-huh. Then we can almost do it without reading it. Episode 17. We're doing great. Wait, what episode is this? I don't know. It says 13 on the outline, but it's 13 part we have, two. Yeah, we have a couple of 13s. I don't think that's we how have, this works. We have two 13s. That's not how it's, numbers it's, do. It's the opposite it's the opposite of a uh, hotel elevator. We have two 13s instead of none. <laughs> too many 13s. <laughs> uh, so, you know, do, we'll, we'll do the podcast do. Uh, if you like us, leave us some good reviews on iTunes. I guess it's Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, do that. Do the thing. That Please helps do increase that thing. Our visibil- it helps increase our visibility. Yeah. Um, and I, and, there's like algorithms. Yeah, and don't, like podcast magic. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget that you can click on our How to Give Us Money page and buy all our ad products, which benefit the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been updated recently. Oh, really? Yeah, there have been a couple. Uh, Guide to the Night came out, um, which is fucking excellent. Go yeah, out and okay. buy that immediately. Yeah, I will. Um, it, it, I am not a vampire fan. Sorry, Danielle. Um, <laughs> even though you hired me to work on it. Uh, <laughs> and it really, it really made me want to play vampire. Uh, it's got all sorts of cool new settings in it. Uh, it's got a new alt subsystem for doing social stuff in it. All the new disciplines, merits, and cool alt subsystems besides the social one uh, were done by me. So it's got some really great mechanics in it. Um, <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> I mean, Danielle edited them. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, like, I, I wrote them and Danielle whipped them into shape. That's so... They're good! <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, that's on there. Um, I think a couple more installments of Hundred Devils Night Parade entries have come out. So I know I know there's a contingent of Exalted fans that enjoy the show. Uh, so if you're purchasing individual entries on the Hundred Devils Night Parade, go to bxpcast.com, go to the How to Give Us Money page, and then use those links. Um, also, there is a drive-through link with our affiliate code. Um, and you can buy any product you want using that affiliate code. Anything you buy gives us a little kickback. Uh, so if you want to check all the things out from our lovely guests who have been on the show mm-hmm. um, and buy their stuff, you benefit them and us. And that would be awesome. Everybody gets peace. Yeah, I think the link says buy stuff on us, which isn't really true. We won't purchase any of the things for you, but <laughs> it will give us money back. <laughs> it, it helps. It helps buy stuff through us. Yes, buy stuff through buy us. Buy stuff in our name. No, not in our buy name. Buy stuff on our behalf. Buy stuff for our benefit. Mm, buy stuff. Okay. Buy stuff. So what are we talking about today? We're finally finishing up our NPCs discussion. We're going to talk about um, NPCs on the fly and also using canon NPCs. Yeah, two, possibly two of the most consistent things you will ever have to do. You will either have to create a character just being like, ah, because your players decided to go somewhere that you weren't expecting. And now you have to come up with like the prince of wherever because they went to this location. Uh, <laughs> or you're running a canned adventure or a, uh, a licensed property. Uh, and now you have to portray someone who they want to interact with. Right, right. So what do you do when the players interact with or demand an NPC in a way that you weren't prepared for? Uh, you cave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> resistance is futile. <laughs> I mean, though, seriously, why would you, uh, why would you resist? Yeah, I mean, it, okay, to make it like a little more useful, if the players want to tighten the microscope down on an NPC you've introduced... Um, This is something that's helping their engagement, and it's always a good thing. Like, we might laugh and gripe about how our PCs have started to collect NPCs like Pokemon, but some players fucking like that. Me, I fucking like that. Right. I I, Honestly, I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the best. And then you need a home base that you can just store them all in. Exactly, right. That's another topic. Keep them them in elsewhere until someone says, hey, what happened to Dave the Abominable? Be like, oh yeah, he's (laughs) always been there. Uh, yeah, he cleans the toilets. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and if if they've misread an NPC, which happens to the best of us, like, on both sides, uh, by which I mean, like, you tossed a random detail in there for flavor, and somehow that is what convinced them that this guy is secretly the werewolf they've been looking for, um, then you, you've got a few options to deal with this. Um, you can either continue to play it straight and let their paranoia and suspicions run wild, which can really be really fucking hilarious and fun or you can note it down in your book and rearrange your set pieces a bit and pretend to play straight after which point you reveal that your players were right and he really was the werewolf and they'll feel fucking clever and probably have some really great memories of your game and knowing when to do which like when to like red herring them or string them along or whatever uh and when to do the other uh the, the magician's um I don't know. It's called like the magician's uh, choice or something like that, where you like you're always in control of the outcome of the decision. Right. Uh, Which is crap to do if you're actually designing the game, but fantastic to do when you're the GM. Knowing when to do which is all about knowing your group, to be honest. And like, I can't really teach you how to understand the way your group works. Yeah, that's that's hard to hard to convey through a podcast. Magician's force, (laughs) not magician's choice. Magician's force. Ah, Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 
magicians, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, say they've misread your NPC in like the romantic sense, and now they want to romance your bad guy, um, which I have never done. Never, ever. Never. Never. Um, never. I, I don't have like, my only advice is like, yeah, go with it, because I love that shit. <laughs> I love, I love romancing the bad guys. I love it when a rival or a villain ends up being a love interest. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty great. I mean, I, I, there's, I don't think there's any heel face turn that feels quite better than, uh, than turning uh, the evil overlord yeah. into your love interest. The, en- the enemies to lovers is it's juicy. Uh, it's tasty. You, Mm-mm. you guys can probably tell that I'm like pretty plainly on the, just let them fuck with your NPCs side of things. Uh, and I know that that's easier said than done. Uh, but I don't really think there's a lot of justification in leaving an NPC untouchable. Um, just like I don't, I don't think you can leave the vast majority of any game untouchable. No, not not at all. Um, if if you are planning a game and you're really not okay with the idea of any of your concepts changing, like the setting or the NPCs or the conflict, just write a book. Yeah, honestly, yeah. just write a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just write a book. Uh, the best way to tell whether or not you want to run a campaign or write a book is whether or not you want other people's input. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, you gotta let go if they just want to murder or betray a character you're really fond of and enjoy playing. Um, or, you know, include mechanics that allow you to allow significant story characters to flee battle alive to, I'll get you next time, gadget, another day. <laughs> Just saying. There's a couple of games that specifically have that baked in as, like, GM powers. Like, yeah. um, like I know Fate has, you know, you just let your enemy, you let your enemy NPC concede. And one of the, uh, like, the, the caveat of the concession is they have to get away alive. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, Everybody gets a, a fat stack of fate points and technically they won the battle, but the whole, like, the terms of the concession were this guy had to get away alive. You, you know, find, find things like that that you, can, that you can use for those NPCs that you really just really want to have stay alive for whatever reason. I mean, sometimes your players really want to, like, Knights of Sidonia that situation and then you just gotta let it go. No one's gonna take me alive. Okay, that was a joke. But anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> that was great so and i'm proud of yeah you. thanks 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 it was terrible but i'm um, i appreciate it <laughs> so let's talk about not being prepared all right so yeah i mean the other side they may suddenly require an npc that you just don't have as opposed to we're gonna hyper focus in on this npc that you've detailed like very scantily now you've got to be like uh he he needs a name and he needs a personality they they may suddenly decide to go somewhere you didn't even anticipate and now you need you know prince of nailbat kingdom or whatever so okay yeah so you need an npc that you don't have prepared and um suddenly you have to come up with some shit right off the top of your head um you're gonna have to fall back on improv skills or have a couple of random tables prepped beforehand like, uh, like I'll write it down on like just a list on sticky notes or something of names, uh, personality traits, you know, physical characteristics in, in case something like this arises, because something like this will arise. For some reason, they'll want to go shopping and ask the alchemist about whatever. And now suddenly you need an alchemist. So 
you never you never know you come up with like you come up with a list of 10 things and roll a d10 or you know come up with fate tables that'll use your fate dice um it's i i like to have i like to have these just to keep me from fumbling around for shit and ending up with you know something like uh bob the guy <laughs> and then everyone stares at me and immersion is broken and we've all lost our engagement and blah 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 yeah there's actually a lot of resources out there to help with that like already uh, you just talked about making your own charts um i i'm never that prepared uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really good random name generators out there um there's one for the u.s census that you can set to like generate the weirdest names in the u.s yeah yeah um of which which is based on rarity so like bob the guy bob smith the guy robert smith is probably one of the most common names out there right um but like my real name last name redacted uh is super uncommon (laughs) so i'm sure someone out there has used the random name generator and gotten my name and been like that sounds great she'll be the serial killer um god (laughs) (laughs) i also am terribly terrible terribly terrible oh boy it's been a weekend um at naming characters on the fly um many bob the guys in Mm -hmm. my whatever or i'll just think pull a name that i think is cool from another piece of media even if it isn't related see also uh jadis um (laughs) (laughs) it's just a cool name the villain that i wrote there was no right yeah there was no like actual connection to the the character from the chronicles of narnia at all not a witch no association with winner not a devil allegory just a cool name uh and i just pulled it off the top of my head because it literally is a cool kind of dangerous sounding name that's it (laughs) um in the last well when i wrote this outline it was the last through the breach game it's been months since then but in my through the breach game um i actually let people name characters i haven't named yet um because i didn't expect them to be more than faceless background characters um, and they did not name them Bodie McBoatface and Fartknocker Jones. Oh, that's good. Though I did put parameters on what I was looking for, specifically to avoid that. <laughs> I was like, hey, I need a name. Okay, so this character who you're talking to is like a sergeant. She's in this branch of the guild military. She's a, a middle-aged white woman, but not like the can I speak to your manager kind of middle-aged white woman. What is her name? So crowdsourcing the name, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just put parameters on it because, you know, then you'll get Buddy McBoatface and Fartknocker Jones and Bob the Guy from your, your players. Um, if we're going to talk about, like, online resources, there's... Oh, sorry, I'm clicking. Click, click, click. Stop! Ah, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> I, I have a couple of, like, favorite generator sets that I go to. Like, um, Seventh Sanctum has some really mm-hmm. great resources. And then there's just fantasynamegenerators.com has, like, a metric butt-ton of different generators you can use to make your names make your guys whatever but be wary of um there will be people that kind of overthink this and you'll find like here's a quick character creator and it's got tables for like hand size and eye shape and you just you just don't fucking need that you need like maybe two or three general physical traits that stand out about the character like they have a scar across their chin or they have really short red hair like something that would make them stand out and you need, like, one social trait, maybe two if pressed, like, their motivation and some other sort of, like, personality effect. Um, 
uh, Powered by the Apocalypse playbooks fucking nailed this, honestly. Uh, who needs hand size and eye shit? Who's, are they playing Fatal? Oh what my the God. shit? How could, is this the first time we've invoked Fatal on our series? This is the first and hopefully only, I just made the Italian <laughs> word against the evil eyes sign uh, <laughs> that we will ever reference, mate, Fatal. What is that? Is it the fig? How, what's the Italian sign against the evil like, eye? It's like like the metal horns, but like oh. open your fingers out a little bit more and then shake them horizontally. Oh, I'm lear- I've learned something. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother had that particular symbol like as a charm on a necklace to ward from evil. That's amazing. Yeah. One of the few things, like I was very young when she passed, but one of the few things I remember about my ethnic Italian grandmother. Um, anyway, yes, playbooks are the best. The playbooks are awesome, honestly. <laughs> uh, if you're playing bonus experience, bingo at home. Che- check off, we mentioned Powered by the Apocalypse. <laughs> and now that one square you've all been waiting for, the fatal square, yep. can finally be the, filled uh, in. <laughs> uh, uh, I think this is probably a pretty good time to do our mid-episode break. Oh, right, after talking about Fatal? Yeah, that yes. sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, fa- Follow me to the mid-episode break. Okay. We've done it. We're at the mid-episode break. Hi. (laughs) We're in a totally different place. Yeah. Step step into the mid-episode break room. It's it's spacious. Oh, I like that. Actually, we've got like a water cooler. Okay. We've got Mm. those little like dispensers with cereal in them that they have at like those bougie like millennial trap tech jobs yeah i was like wow have you ever worked at a place that gave you free cereal because i haven't my my brother works in like the video game industry and i swear to god every place he's worked at they have cereal dispensers and fucking fancy coffee machines and it's fucking weird (laughs) i just want free coffee and a refrigerator to put my lunch in i won't say no to a bunch of free fruity pebbles i can eat i crazy i just like you know I like free food. But anyway, anyway, this is our mid-episode break room. It has free coffee and free food. <laughs> we, do, we do, unfortunately, have to eat lunch with Margaret, so... Yeah, she always brings, like, tuna fish sandwiches, and then she burns the popcorn in the microwave. No, oh, she's the worst. <laughs> uh, and won't tell anybody what's in her travel mug. Um, oh. Yeah, so by the time you're listening to this, uh, Bonus Experience is now a part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, uh, so is so are so is the network. Uh it's been delightful to be wanted. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really long That's mid-episode the break. It's usually 30 seconds. Thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, edit that out. No, Margaret, keep it. <laughs> Margaret, keep it. I won't tell anyone what's in your thermos. So we realized that our episode on running long campaigns is actually our most popular episode. We thought it was war stories, but turns out we're wrong. Turns out it's running long campaigns. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought that our advice show people actually turn to for advice? <laughs> uh, with with homebrewing at a close second. Um, so we've been asking for war stories, but that's clearly not what you want to talk we're to us about. We're going to change tax on that one. Yeah, so if you want help with your campaign or your homebrew, please write in. Well, I guess we'll do like a bonus experience advice show yeah. or something. Yeah, I know I know. I have trouble running. I mean, if you listen to the long campaign episodes, you know this. I have I have a lot of trouble running long campaigns. I cannot fucking commit. <laughs> so 
Let's let's all turn to Monica and oh, ask boy. for her advice. Yeah, I I act like I don't want to just dispense sage advice left and right. I do. Please write in. I've been craving a long campaign too. And I keep thinking, I'll just run it, and then I fucking don't. I just need to find someone who will run a long campaign for me that I can play. Well, in. you know, with this most directed mark thing, we probably will have a Patreon soon. Uh, and maybe we can make that long campaign our actual play. Mm. Uh, you mean we could do an actual play? If what if we, we did like do. an actual play and then like a postmortem, the bonus bonus experience experience? Yeah, we would do stuff like that, which would probably be available for patrons only because doing an actual play is going to take a lot of our time. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if that's something you want from us, I see you Margaret adding a little know. more of that mysterious brown liquid to her thermos. Oh, Margaret's a brown liquor kind of person. <laughs> interesting oh now she's raising her finger to her lips ah margaret secret safe with me margaret margaret stop tempting me like this <laughs> anyway uh please buy us coffee yes <laughs> oh we love that shit we love that coffee it helps pay for our servers on our beautiful ad-free website it's not and like keep... a literal copy i'm sure you know by now it's like a little yeah, right, like a little donation it's a tip jar Tip jar sounds dirty. Coffee, Buy us a coffee. Coffee.com slash bonus exp cast. Yep. And keep leaving us reviews because we love that shit as well. Yeah. As we mentioned before, reviews keep us like on the tippy top of the charts, which we've never really been. Nope. Whatever. It keeps us from Whatever. the very bottom of the charts. Yes. <laughs> People listen to us. Um, Sometimes. Let's let's go back to the let's go back to the show. Yeah, let's, let's 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 Wrap this up before Margaret gets get out of the more break room here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about canon NPCs. Yeah. Um, I traditionally avoid using canon NPCs. Um, I can't actually think of a single game in which I've used one, um, unless you think that like Third Circle Demons and Exalted count, because I'm not. I don't know if those are like monsters or NPC. I don't. I'm, is a could a monster be considered an in, canon NPC? Is that mm, maybe? I mean, I'm sure you're I gonna mean, have a lot more to say about this than I. Yeah, do. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I always have too much to say, but to answer your question, yes, I would say third circle demons count. Um, basically, if it has a personality and could have a catchy like quote, um, and the players probably want to marry it, it's a canon NPC. <laughs> Uh, so, like, depending on what sort of monster it is, yes, maybe. Um, because just like, like the Beulet that pops name, up out of the dirt and wants to eat you. It's probably an NPC and not a monster. Yeah. Compare that to, like, a Yetim or a Tyrant Lizard and things that are Because you were talking like about, animal. like, say, a Gold Dragon shows up. Gold Dragon has personality. Gold Dragon could have a catchy quote. I'd want to marry Gold Dragon. But it doesn't really have a name. It could be any Gold Dragon. But if it was um, Granic Straws, the gold dragon, then that's an yeah. NPC. Yeah, I think there's it's it's the, a question of of how it interacts with the player characters. But this is maybe getting past using canon NPCs and more like what makes a canon, what makes a character. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But but that that argument aside, for real, I enjoy running through the breach specifically because I want to use those canon characters. Um, like that's it's the role playing game for the Malifaux universe, and Malifaux is a game I'm super into, and it is a hero based miniatures game, and I really love all the heroes, and it's sort of like imagine if you played a like I don't know Overwatch game, uh, 
where like you could interact with all the Overwatch heroes, but you were playing OCs. And so like you want to see and interact with those people because they're like typically the thing you play in this other game. Um, and I've, I've run a bunch of canned Through the Breach adventures, which, well, any canned adventure is going to involve embodying the NPCs that come with it as part of the toolbox. Um, and those are characters that you need to, to bring to life, even if you don't like the way they're written. Ray, you just literally wrote NPCs for an adventure. Oh, I did! You were writing these characters in order to be usable to someone who was going to then have to play them. Right. At least I hope that that is the way you were approaching it. Yes. <laughs> that is some. That is a thing that I did, yes. <laughs> well, like, the point of writing canon NPCs, which I will include in, in any, any adventure that comes with a pre-made package, like, they come with characters, and they're NPCs that you should portray because they are part of a pre-written adventure. Um, and when you are writing them, because remember, BXP is a show about running, writing, and designing games. Uh, like The point of writing those is to be useful for a future person to read these characters and go, okay, I know how to play them. Do you have any questions for me about embodying canon NPCs? <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for helping me through this terrible and difficult time. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. What tips do you have for running canon NPCs in games? <laughs> Uh, but like seriously, how much how much do you like adapt and and change at all before you think they kind of become unrecognizable? Like, could you really be like accused of having a canon NPC act out of character? Um, I mean, like I just waxed poetic about write ups and how they're important and whatnot. So you know, someone if you're playing a canon adventure, or even if you're playing a game that you're designing on your own, like it's your own campaign based in someone else's setting um there will be a write-up for that character uh so read it (laughs) um (laughs) uh, play up the parts that you love like is a character scheming loyal promiscuous dangerous dangerous in a fight a fan of the player characters um and ignore the parts you don't maybe someone actually didn't write this woman of color particularly well and it's a touch racist Maybe ignore that part. Or maybe you just don't like that they've decided that this character who is in charge of a mutually beneficial organization is super cutthroat. And you're like, why would someone decide that, you know, the man who's in charge of this very important mercantile union is a huge dick? Um, You know, uh, find a way to own the character and make it yours. Am I just describing how to be a good actor? Yeah, we're back on acting class again. (laughs) I think we are back on acting classes again. Well, it's it's, it's very much relevant. Yeah, um, yeah. And to be honest, unless someone at your table has really strong opinions on how a character is meant to be portrayed, i.e. a major canon setting fixture, something that will often happen more likely if you are playing a game that is set in someone else's IP, um, specifically like a licensed product. Um, like someone, if you're playing a Marvel-based game um, and there are Marvel and DC-based role-playing games where you do in fact play superheroes someone might have a really strong opinion on how you are presenting tony stark for example right but like unless someone has a really strong opinion on that or if it's uh, unless it's uh you're portraying a character who is super well known in the general public pop blah, 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 super well known by the general public uh nobody is really going to know if you're putting your own spin on a pre-made npc in an ad- in an adventure uh usually the person with strong opinions is me for the record that doesn't sound like you no not at all uh and to answer your question for the regarding the change thing 
Um, I change of it, change, oh boy, I can't fucking read tonight. <laughs> I change as much of it as I feel like is what I was trying to say. Um, as I just right, said, I most, most people don't know if you're making huge changes and a good NPC write-up is brief enough that someone shouldn't take issue with your portrayal because they're not blank enough or whatever, not schemy, not mean, not cruel, not whatever. <laughs> Uh, Blades in the Dark actually has some of my favorite character write-ups because they are so short. Um, they're like they're like a sentence I actually long. really like them too. When I think about um, like writing notes out for myself when I'm running how mm-hmm. to play out an NPC, I I actually think to how Blades in the Dark just gives like like a three or four word sentence on what the character is like. It's off. It's often like really all you need. Yeah, it's it's like a sentence long, and then there's like three or four words to describe what that person is like, and they're often just adjectives. Yeah. Um, I actually did like a version of this for a story game I was a part of at a con. I do it for settings too, if I need like a description of what the room is like or the or the field or whatever. I'll I'll just find like three evocative adjectives that I could yeah. use to like set the scene for the players, especially if they need. You know, if they need details to to work their their moves or use their abilities or things like that. If I describe a character at, with just outgoing, positive, and chatty, you have a sense of what that character is like immediately. Right. Uh, if I say a character is articulate, insightful, and witty, that also gives you a really clear picture of what that character is like. Right. Uh, and if, if you start, like, grouping, like, like f- you know, disparate adjectives together, like... Like outgoing, secretive, <laughs> and you know, soft spoken. Then it's like kind of a weird, like, oh, how did it? Oh, never mind. I'm getting back into acting well, and writing classes. Well, I'm also like, but a person who is outgoing and secretive is shallow. Yes, you could just say uh, shallow. Yeah, well, but I meant like, and if they're soft spoken, it just means they're not boisterous. They just talk quietly. It doesn't make them not outgoing. Outgoing means right. that you like or put yourself forward. Right. Soft-spoken just means you're not the loudest person in the room. So I don't necessarily know those are contradictory, but I still got a pretty cool... To like, you know, <laughs> we're just going back to writing and acting classes here. Yeah, right, we are. Um, but the thing about the Blades in the Dark, three or four words to describe what that person is like, that means that uh, every game's version of those characters are going to be different. I threw the Dimmer Sisters out as an example um, because Henry certainly made them really interesting in our game. Um, and the fact that you and I are both going to read that same set of three words and come away with something completely different, but like similar enough that those three things will be present is just so cool to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God, you're making me want to play Blades in the... I want to play Blades in the Dark so bad. Uh, Blades in the Dark's so good. Who's the fucking... Who's the fucking vampire that's like his own faction just by himself? By himself? I... Do Lord not remember his so name, so. but our whisper chose him as his enemy. Because uh! <laughs> he's on the playbook. Oh God, as, no! Yeah, as the choice. Ah, oh, that's a bad move. He's like the he's like the settings like Dracula. You can't well, fucking do that. I mean, it, you can, but you it's shouldn't. On the, I mean, it's on the playbook as a choice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but also sometimes like your playgroup will just love your particular take. On a canon NPC. <coughs> Fudgy's darkness. <coughs> oh, what? Was something wrong? <sighs> got something what? in my throat there. I got a little calibration in my throat. Um, 
and they want to <laughs> see that portrayal over and over again. And that becomes something really special and unique for that whole group to share. And so like that sort of ownership makes that sort of thing special. Or, or your portrayal will trickle down and someone else will run their game with different people and they will be like, I was so inspired by Monica's Five Days Darkness that I, uh, I did it almost the same way they did. And it becomes sort of like a character telephone kind of like inspiration barn yarn. I'm so tired. (laughs) I want to say there's another example of that among exalted canon NPCs where one person just decided this NPC was a certain way and everyone kind of adopted it. I don't know. And now I, I can't think of it. I have that had that influence over several exalted NPCs in our I want to say Kathakinen is a good example because cuz Melissa Uren like drew him like super hot all the time. So everyone yes. decided he was like this sexy, but he was but he's like an asshole. He's like terrible. Everyone in the realm is terrible. Everyone is terrible. No two people are not good. I all right. <laughs> I should have done a shot or something before I started this. <laughs> we'll we'll take another break and you can Margaret grab hand me some of that. <laughs> no, she's spring bring, bring that over here. She's very protective of her her mysterious go juice. Hey, as far as NPCs go, just remember what we always say. Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Just change it if you want to. Speaking of change it if you want to, uh you can find more BXP at our website bxpcast.com it's so beautiful i'm so beautiful. proud of it uh you can also find us on bonus exp cast on twitter yeah and if you want to send us those help me with my campaign help me with my homebrew uh thingamajigs uh you can email us at bonus at gmail.com in fact That's right. i just helped a woman who I don't know from the internet make a Harry Potter homebrew for D and D fifth edition. This what weekend. that sounds awesome. That is a thing that actually happened. Is that in our email? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I miss a lot of good things in the email. It's no, like it's, every that I was check not it like every email. other week. I'm like, ooh, treasure. <laughs> no, that wasn't in our email. That was in a Facebook group I'm in. I do the, I, like, I do the Twitter. hello. You do the email. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you can find me uh, at Zenith Sun on Twitter. You can find me at Ray underscore Cole on Twitter. I think I think that's it. Yep, I think we're done. All right, everybody, get out. I'm up, going, going. Margaret, give me some of that. Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Thanks for listening. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our theme music is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Our logo and art were designed by Nito Studios. Check her out on Instagram and Facebook. This podcast grants advantage to your next GMing role. We'll see you next time.